Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, I got uh, my boy Bezbin Bulletin here. Say hello, mm. Bezzy. Hello there. Hello, and I've also got my boy, my Iranian friend. You're Iranian, right? Correct. You are Iranian, aren't you? He is, yeah. Affirmative, Affirmative yeah. Yeah, Iranian Irish, I believe. Wee oui, wee. Oui. So that. Just adds a bit of French into it, yeah. In many ways, that World Cup result killed you, right? Kind of, you know, we lived in hope that we might pull off an upset, but yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, never in doubt, mate. <laughs> <laughs> never in doubt. Anyway, let's talk about Andor. Season finale. Thanks for the lovely intros, by the way. Hey, I don't know why I've waited two episodes, whatever, to start doing them. 98. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 98. I suddenly decided I'm like the next Jimmy Kimmel. I should do... I, you know what? For the next... Uh, I should have a monologue at the beginning of every episode. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Well, you want to go through like the weeks and news like, and make jokes about it. Yeah, but bad jokes. <laughs> I didn't expect them to be good jokes, Bev. So, yeah. like, I oh. thought I was implied. So, yeah. For next week. Do one for next week, please. I'll, I'll hear it. I'll, oh, listen I'll, to do, it. I'll do a monologue of the week's news. Hmm. <laughs> House band. Um. Yeah. Season finale. Anyway, what do we think? It was not right? <laughs> It was absolutely flipping fantastic. Did you flipping like Star Wars? Flipping Star Wars. I thought it was great. I I really did like it. Yeah, I thought it was good as well. The marching band playing the Andor theme. Mm. Immense. <laughs> like, uh, what a nice touch. little touch. Mm. Yeah. You know, the Marva stuff, the, her speech almost got me. It Ooh. almost got me. It was powerful, man. It was a good um, speech. Yeah. I just think, yeah, it's, man, <laughs> we've repeated ourselves week after week that how fantastic this show is and how well crafted it is. And I think this finale speaks to it. You know, as the seasons a whole, um, yeah. The my uh, chubby friend came back, and I'm very happy about that. I really want to see them together. You know, uh, Cyril and Mosk. <laughs> they are fantastic. They're amazing. Uh, I love that like, uh, Cyril sees Dedra from afar, and like point goes <laughs> forward like a love struck like kid, and he goes, like, "Sir, <laughs> sir, stop!" Sir. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that. call him sir. It's like. Now. Mad, he's got mad respect for him, you know. Um, uh, earlier this week, fantastic. I like when I went and made a video of every scene that man's in because I was bored. And uh, he's he's a treat, you know. I hope he, hope in the next season, he's he's there with Cyril. He's embedded in the Empire, you know. I I, I want oh, more I of that man. It. Yeah, I mean, I they were him. just on the train. They're just sitting there. They're just swapping the hats. It's fantastic. Not even looking at each other. Yeah, it's just. Like he just puts his there's occasional shots in the in the episode where he just puts his hand on Cyril's shoulder. You know? <laughs> it's just like it's so weird. Like it's amazing. And um, I was just drinking on the sidewalk a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> just like he's not nothing's really happened to him, but he's just oh I'm having a sit down having a drink. <laughs> he's oh, yeah, you got his gibbs to his to Cyril's Jack Sparrow, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's great, man. I, I love him. Um if a Funko Pop ever got made of that man, I'd happily buy it in a heartbeat. Um, yes, sir. Absolutely, yes, sir. Sir. Absolutely, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great. But no, I think uh, all we said it, right? All roads would lead to Ferrex, like it's the natural thing. Um, 
you know, Brazo, he was one of the best things about this episode. I thought Brazo had a really good episode. Mm. Um, you know, taking Marva's brick and smashing the absolute crap out of the <laughs> Empire with it was uh, yeah. was a was a was a nice touch. I'm sure Marva would want that as well. Like she'd want her yeah. brick abused to smash down the Empire. Um, <laughs> I like the Cassian wasn't really involved in the conflict. His whole mission was to save Bix. Mm. Um, you know, it was nice to follow Cassian in the. Well, he's grieving as well. Like obviously that conversation he has with Brazo in the, in the tunnel, uh, beneath the hotel. That was great. That was great. Yeah, it was. Again, I think Brazo was a really good episode. Um, I like how they were probably... using the tours. Like she, like she's. You know how they found her a couple of episodes, didn't they? Mm. And they said, "Oh, we found her on Vic's road." Like checking the yeah, for the uh, for the rebels to escape or something like that. Yeah, and that's how Cassian gets gets the Bix. Um you know, again, it's everything this guy's mentioned in the show usually has a follow-up. Um, yeah. You know, but I liked, I liked the twist on it was she thought that the rebels could use it to blow up the hotel or get out of the hotel. Mm. And they didn't do it for combat. It was just Cassian trying to save somebody he cares about. You know? Um, he couldn't save Marva. He couldn't... I guess the thing he tells Brazo, right? That he, he wanted to come back for her and take her away from this. Mm. He did succeed, but he's done it for Bix. You know, who's suffering? Um, you know, we didn't see uh, much of Mothma, but I thought the Mothma scene was incredible, where she just lays all the blame of their like financial burden on Perrin. It's like yeah, you're gambling, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's what I was going to ask you. That was she doing it so the because she knew the driver was listening. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That for me, that was like my favorite part of the whole episode. Yeah, I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can be read like a book, apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was watching that. I was like, mate, that's some, that's some flipping House of Cards stuff going on there. Like that was, mm. yeah, I was like, I really liked that. Um, I thought, uh, do you know what else I really liked? Mm. She said, you can go do that on Canto Bite. And I was like, yes, there you go. <laughs> I did think about that. I was like, oh, there you go. We had a quad jumper. We had, you know, from uh, the last show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, um, like... I think everybody had a good part to play in this episode. I still like the dynamic between uh, Val and Cinta. But Cinta cares nothing but about the cause and the mission. You oh, know? Yeah. Like, I think Val's, like, love for Cinta is going to get her killed one day. You yeah. know? Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it was just really good. Everything about it was really good. It's, it's weird. a badass man. How she killed that guy as well, just with the knife. I was like, oh, okay, she's gone. Straight up stabbed the, the dude. I know, yeah. Like, damn. Like, yeah. Like, you know, the riots on the barracks, the build up to the, the Marva speech. It's just incredible. Like, even like going back to Nemec, like hearing <laughs> Nemec speak when Cassian's reading the manif manifesto, like yeah. those words hit hard as well. Like when we saw it in the preview, I was like, "Yes, here we go. We're gonna hear it." And I was like, so excited. Yeah, and it's just the Cassian in the final moments. He's like, "Either kill me or take me," you know. And Luthan's smirk is uh... again. Everybody in this is so talented. Everybody involved in this production is so talented. Like, look at the set. Like, that's a real place. They built yeah. that place. They built barracks. Like, people were up on the balconies and running around the the buildings. Like, that's a real place. That's incredible. 
you know, mm. the visual effects again. We saw more, like, quite a bit more visual effects today when, like, when Dedra comes down in the, uh, in the ship and whatever. Oh, smooth. That was clean. Smooth. Yeah, everything looks fantastic, and you know, the acting, the writing, all of it. Like Pevy said about, you know, obviously that writer of House of Cards is involved with the series. But he said that feels like that sort of moment, you know. And then, like Gilroy's talents get involved. Like he's obviously about spy and espionage, and that's kind of what Cassian's up to today. And yeah, like. It's it's so well done, man. Like the music as well. Like I, you know, the the marching band playing the Andor theme, I didn't expect. Like no, and it was so well done. It was just I just I I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's because this. What else can you say about this show? Like it's just delivered. No, it's immaculate. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, been absolutely. It's impeccable. We would not deserve this show whatsoever. No, it's and it's a shame not enough people are watching it because it is, mm. it is like like we always say every week. It's it's not a good Star Wars show. It's a good show. It's it transcends the medium of Star Wars and Disney Plus and everything. Like this should be competing for Emmys for you know, like for not just in visual effects, you know, like oh, it's set design, sound design, everything. Yeah. Everything is amazing, man. Like now we're here at the end. Like looking back on the entire show, it's I'm not gonna say it's flawless because I don't think anything can be, but it's as close to perfect as a Star Wars series could be for me. Makes sense. You know, like, and we're not done yet. We are gonna get another twelve episodes, and um, you know, it's gonna. Uh, Tony Gilroy came out today and said that the next episode will be an entire year since the events of this from when season two starts you know so cassian would already be embedded into the rebellion for about a year you'd assume the rebel alliance is growing um and how it's growing would be interesting to see we don't know where mothma would be at that point like her daughter would be 14 so she'd be a year closer to marrying that boy um only god knows what her financial situation is you know if perrin is you know is jailed for it uh, for Ooh, something you know because my th my theory on it is is that she said it's the gambling thing she knows they're listening in right yeah maybe she's then passing the blame to parent so if they think one of them is doing something dodgy they think it's parent like funding the alliance and not mothma if he's the one losing the money you yeah. know and it's the gambling thing is a cover-up for him um but yeah i don't know pevy you've been the one who's not been most critical of the show that's not the right words but like when diego has been on he's had like more screen time you've been less interested where are you now because diego didn't get the most screen time in this episode it was pretty evenly shared the focus was more about the riots on ferrix and the build-up to that mm -hmm. so yeah that... you know, the last couple of weeks he got a bit better yeah he's better, been you know? um i think he the actor's been a lot better um i mm. still still don't yeah i mean i still don't see how his characters changed an awful lot but you know we've had that discussion um i don't think this is as close to flawless as styles can be i will hold it to a slightly higher standard than that i think it's not done a great job of juggling all the different plot threads i think some of it has felt a bit tacked on especially the saw guerrera stuff um, the Thorgrair is the outlier stuff because I don't know. I don't think I I love all the Mon Mothma scenes, but I don't think it's been handled very well. 
Um, I feel like that that plot thread deserved more time and slightly more, um, just s more substance. Um, again, a lot of it feels like the Andor story is the main story, which you know it's called Andor. That's fine. And these other things have sort of been tacked on. Um, and my thinking is, we'll sort of don't have them then. Um, but do you think all do... your stuff has been tacked on because it all like lines up when you know when you're you're with spending time with Dedra and Cyril, you know, in their own separate like threads. You know, like all those come together. Come Dedra together. and Cyril. Dedra and Cyril. Yeah. Um, I don't, but like, I don't know. It, it's as a season, it's felt fairly disjointed in places. Um, and I'm sure a lot of it will get resolved next season. Um, but like, there have been sequences in this show and that have been like amazing and perfect. And I agree, I think the whole funeral scene felt that kind of was perfect how that was all done. Um, but yeah, like as, as, as a TV show, like I don't, I'm not quite as effervescent as, as you, as you guys are about it being sort of perfect and like, so I just, I just don't feel like it is. Um, at least for me, where I'm at with it currently is, again, this could change the season two because it's obviously it's all one, uh, long piece, but it's without question, one of my most love star wars products like that's uh, yeah that's i love the, i love the prequels and like revenge of specifically for different reasons as to why i love this you know i don't think we've had anything of this quality in terms of writing directing um and like no, i agree, I do agree since, since since the original trilogy no, like, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Even even then, even then, we deify the original M trilogy. There's Empire. one good. There's one very well written film in there, and it's Empire. yeah, Empire. Hey, yeah. I love so, Return of the Jedi. I'm again, not saying you shouldn't yeah, love it. Yeah, I'm no. also not saying it's not good. Okay. But in, yeah. in terms of like tech, like in a, on a technical level, Empire is the one that is the yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the number yeah, one. That's episode, it. Yeah, that's it. Like I love Revenge of the Sith, but I love it for different reasons as to why I love Andor. Like yeah. you look at Revenge of the Sith, like, and I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. The acting is not great. <laughs> like the visual effects, like haven't really well, helped. Why, I mean, that's why we love. That's why we liked Obi Wan. We don't like it because technically it's good. It's just no. got a lot of. It's got a lot of heart, no. and we like yeah. it. Um, you know, and like I said, Andor is like, it's, it's so good for me. You know what I mean? I can understand people don't like it, and obviously, film and television is subjective. Um, but for me, this is this is incredible. Like this is one of I, the best pieces of Star Wars. Yeah, mm -hmm. can I posit something to you? I think a lot of it is that it is Star Wars. I think you'd probably, if it wasn't... The best I'm saying is one of the best pieces I, of Star Wars media. Yeah, I just think if it wasn't, if it didn't have Star Wars attached to it, and it was, obviously you'd have to change a few details, I think you'd probably have similar criticisms to what I do. Um, well, I feel like the show is connected uh, probably better than you do. You know, mm. like um, I, to, to me, like the, like the I, whole Mon yeah. Mothma thread. I assume that that is going to pay off in a big way in season two because, mm. it, in my opinion, you could take her out of the show and nothing would change. I think it oh. will because I think that's when she really comes mm. into joining the rebellion and, and things like that. So because I think yeah. by this stage, I know you got a bit annoyed that there wasn't um, like a lot more Senate scenes. 
Even that, uh, even that, like, again, whatever. If there's nothing to show in the Senate, there's nothing to show in the Senate. <clears throat> but, like, I feel like any conflict she had was resolved. Like I said, last week, I think, it was like they realised, oh, we're getting to the end of the season, we need to make it so her daughter actually is well into how all the traditions are, and that just happens to really nicely work with what Mon Mothma needs. Uh, we saw it today, it was like, like, that scene of, like, I wanted more of that political meddling like where she's blaming the husband like I think they're like they've given just enough where I'm like why didn't you give me more of that you know maybe that's I think, probably, I think she could have had more of a role and the one thing hmm. I like about you, you said you didn't like you know the lack of connections between it the connections didn't work for you necessarily like in a lot of things not, not, not saying all of them but like the reason I like why Mothma's in this show is because she's connected to Luthen, and we see how that relationship and that dynamic works. She's the one fun like funneling money to Luthen. She's the one funding the rebellion. Luthen's taking the money and doing what he's doing with it, like the Aldani mission. And yeah, but the Aldani mission was like a big thing to steal money, wasn't it? It was a big thing to steal money, yeah. But like they're trying to move the money then, you know? Yeah, like, I I don't. See, so, yeah, like since like this is like this season like in, and again because you two are so loving it so much, and I don't want to take away from that. I don't want this to sound like I'm just a hater either because I'm not. I've made that very clear. Uh, I've said that I feel like I'm having to repeat myself all the time because, like, otherwise I'll just get people going. Oh, you just hate everything, and I don't. Nobody, nobody's gonna just, say that. Yeah. No, no, but like I just like I said last week, and I just like I've got to like say it again. I judge this on a different level because it sets off to a much higher standard than anything else other than the Star Wars. So we're operating and we're operating like in an airplane, right? And I'm kind of expected it to go into space, and it didn't quite hit space for me, right? So, but an airplane still is pretty a, good. Is that a fast like, get... nine reference, Pavi? Because not everything can be that quality. It's not. It's you not. It's I mean? not it's we not. can't. We can't hit that height every year, Pavi. You yeah. know. I, I, put it this way, I feel like they shot for the stars, missed and hit the moon. Great. Like the moon is still amazing. That's not he didn't quite, he didn't quite hit the stars. Like I feel like there was potential there for. Fair. For me, it won't. Yeah, you know what what I mean? like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm not asking you to agree with me. But oh, like, okay. no, no. I'm saying. Yes, no, yes, no, no. Then whatever no. your opinion is, it's fair. That's your opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, you gave me, and you got, you got Bo, and it was twelve episodes long as well, which means I felt. There was plenty of time to explore more. I expect because obviously Andor's the name of the show. I expected a lot of Andor, um, but I feel like there was plenty of time in the show to apportion a bit more time to Mon Mothma and what she's dealing with politically. Because they did a lot of telling and not showing. I heard Mon Mothma say a lot. They're breathing down my neck. They're starting to see things. I didn't. That didn't get shown. A lot of the proposals get shut down. Yeah, I'm here. I'm hearing she's. I saw one scene of her in the Senate where she's talking. They didn't listen, but like I heard a lot of her saying what was happening to her, but not actually seeing what was happening. And again, it's personal preference. I'd have liked to have seen more of that. Do you know I would like to see more Senate scenes as well? We've, this no, is I know. And you again, and again, this isn't just Senate. This could be like. No, no, no. It could be you know. Like we got we got a lot, and I loved the prison scenes by the way. So this is the weird thing. Like, the prison scenes were probably some of my favourite parts of the show. But we spent a lot of time watching Andor build these things that ultimately ended up for the Death Star. We'll talk about that in a minute. But 
we saw a lot of time of him building that, right? And it's like you could have maybe portioned some of the time elsewhere. Like, I still don't know why Saw Guerrero was in this show again. I don't really understand. I actually don't think Luthan had as big a role as I was expecting him to. And again, maybe in season two, these things will come back around, right? But there's a lot of different threads going on. And I don't think it managed it quite as well as it could have done. That being said, it's still an eight and a half, nine out of ten. There we go. I've said it. So, yeah, so you've spent, obviously you've spent a lot of time critiquing the show, right? Critiquing yeah. the finale. Spent like I'm not even critiquing the finale. I think the finale is really yeah, good. Yeah. Me and Nick have obviously spent a lot of time in this episode, like praising the show, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Gene. you you tell us what you love about this finale. I know you've told no. us about you know the scene that you enjoyed with you know the march, the funeral scene, um, and everything that unfolded there. What, what well, else did you build up to that? Like the atmosphere, like the way they built up that this was like, and also again. This was another thing. There was a lot of telling us that a lot of people liked Cassian and not a lot of showing us until this episode and they came back and everyone's going, oh, I'm sorry about your mother. Um, the droid, when the droid said, you always say that, and he said, well, it's because you always come through. I was like, uh, that hit, it hit me. But <clears throat> I just, I don't know. It's like, the, in some ways, the pacing is sort of a bit, like the prison... I'm questioning the point of the prison scene if is the of the whole that whole sequence of him being in prison was that just to show him how evil the empire is no, I don't that think was... it's to show up how evil the empire is but the thing is with the with the uh, the prison scenes as well I think that's what Cassian like when Cassian does the Aldani job he does it for the money yeah you know when he's doing the prison thing he's that's when he's realizing the fight that's when he's coming to Yeah, but with. then I think what probably really made him realize the fight was his mum saying what he said, what she said. Yeah. What, in this finale or? Yeah, in this finale. Yeah, but Cassian didn't have that moment till now. Like. Yeah, I just. Like, like when, I Cassian, said, when Cassian calls home last week, he tells the guy in the booth, he's like, he, he wants to tell Marva what he's done, that, it, you know, that mm. she'd be proud of him. Because this is. He's been keeping a secret that he like did the old Johnny job. Cassian's changed it now, and like the Marva speech, at least for Cassian, is more than likely the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, Cassian, I... Cassian at the start of the show would have gone off in that that shuttle with Bix and the and the gang. This Cassian's like, no, they're gonna go and go safe, and I'm gonna go put my life on the line, like literally. Like Luthen mm. could have killed him if he didn't believe him. Mm. You know, that's why yeah, Luton that's didn't kill him because he's heard that speech as well, yeah. so he knows that was his mum and stuff. So the two connect in it. Yeah, Luton has, are... has a smoke when that happens. Yeah, like... I think there are like a lot of really good parts of this show, and I'm not actually, I don't actually want to, other than the um, again, the Saw Guerrero stuff baffles me. I, that 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 feels out of place a little bit because it kind of feels like it's there just. Unless because. the Saw Guerrero thing comes in into season two somehow. Yeah, again, like, again, this is... we're, we're caveating a lot of it by saying, hoping, no, but the, we can only judge what we've well, seen. I think I might have even said this last week. I agreed with it. I said the Saw Guerrero thing. Mm. Like, I, because, I, like, like, they he said it's said he doesn't do fan service, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Gilroy. Maybe he doesn't attribute fan service to the characters he's created and worked on. Because he thinks, yeah. like, Saw Guerrero could be, like, I think you can completely take Saw Guerrero out. You can still have the Anto Krieger stuff happening in the background. Mm. You know, like 
remove soul and the andrew krieg i think still happens you know? yeah yeah i just th i think there's like tons of like super good stuff and get other than sort of stuff individually i can't there's not massive criticisms for any yeah. of it like and yes. all the sequences have, are done really well yeah and it's like so, if if the it, like if the prison segment loved it I, I to be honest that's probably my favorite bit of the show like how that all did the tension like that if you could like nominate like plot threads <laughs> for awards that should win awards because it was wicked i also thought that the um like when they actually did the heist that was amazing like that 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 was that was really good and like the mom mothma scenes what we saw i really liked even though there was yeah, scenes was where it felt well. like we were seeing the same stuff over and over again but i just i'm not sure the connective tissue yeah this is this this is skip past the the question i asked which was like aside from the the funeral build-up no, like no. no i'm sorry no no like what about this like finale the season finale that you enjoyed you know yeah i go off on tangent sorry um yeah, I, I, I don't really know. It, like, it's I don't have much more to add than what you've all said, really. Um, again, uh, yeah, I like. You know, my natural thing is just to critique, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Cyril, the weird sort of sexual tension between Cyril and uh, Deirdre. Like, I was convinced they were going to kiss there. I was absolutely convinced. Was I the only one? No, no, well, no I think that is the intention. Of, yeah. of the scene the way they like, framed it i was like oh, i'm not enjoying well, it's, it's, thing. it's i i wonder if they will be a couple in the second season mm. because going back to the you know when he stood outside her like work like a stalker right and like talks to her like deirdre's so powerful she could have him killed like then then you know if she was that appalled by his behavior she would have killed him she would have had him murdered but Again, it carries on, and then you see, like, anytime he sees Dedra in this episode, he, like, perks up. Like, we made a joke about it earlier, like, his, like, his friends go, sir, you know, to stop him moving forward. Mm. Um, but he perks up every time he sees her. He, as soon as he sees that she's at risk of getting hurt, he runs straight into it, and, like, a bomb goes off. You know, he's, he's clearly infatuated with her. Mm. And I think the attraction is there for her as well. Like her, like shaking, looking into his eyes. Like, I think it's there. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. I think, I think so. it's a scary couple. You know, like, power couple. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I think all that's there. And again, I also quite liked that. Like, she was effectively, she she spent the whole season sort of on the rise, and then they did mm -hmm. something behind her back. Like that's what the Empire does. There's not really yeah. any loyalty. Yeah, um, and again, all. Like all I've, and again, we've talked about this before. I think all three of us have. Um, the scenes of Dedra, especially at the em Empire, has been fantastic. Like, we all mm. said that one scene where they have the back and forth in the... It's not a war room, is it? But, like, wherever it is, that chamber. We, like, likened it to, like, the House of Commons. Mm. Um, that's fantastic. Like, and this is, this oh, is I love that today before. when they were, like, celebrating them getting... Uh, what's his name? I was like, oh, yeah, we got him and stuff. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I think. Yeah, I think as a as a show, it's given me a lot to love. You know. Yeah, I th I um, feel like they could have done this in two seasons. What they've put into this season. Well, we also got to remember this was supposed to be a five season show at some point. Yeah, it feels like it. 
Like you're supposed it to be. It probably was supposed to be the first two. It, it feels like it. Um, I kind of wish we were getting that. <laughs> well, five seasons. Oh man, to you. Yeah, just because like it's it's again. I'm not. You know that would take ten years of our life. Yeah, Tony Guru said he can't do it. Literally taking about yeah. ten years. Yeah. Yeah, but like you've got. I always go. I feel like I could talk about Game of Thrones an awful lot. Um, I think that. I think why not? I just yeah just. Chuck a this, load of money on his desk and say, "Do this it." This does have like, like the story, the way they're telling the story is quite Game of Thrones in many ways. Like it's a lot of separate story threads that eventually come together. Um, I just think they maybe got the balance slightly wrong. And he said he's like inspired. Were you like into Total Soul, which is exactly what they mm. do there? You spend a lot of time with Soul, the you know the title character, mm. but then you go and spend a lot of time with Gus and Mike and. All these other threads, and they might even feel connected. Like, like, for, sorry. So, with Better Call Saul, I thought it was a good show, but by the time it ended, I thought it was without question one of the best pieces of TV I've ever seen. Like, yeah, yeah. And looking then back on it, the seasons as a whole improve based on the latter seasons. Yeah. Just to see like how all those threads came together, and how like things from the first season impacted the last. Mm. And I think Gilroy. And the other people working on this show, so Dan Gilroy, Bo Willimon, they're all that talented that that would happen. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be, it's like one more season, isn't it? It's one more season and we're done. Yeah, it's like, I don't think it's enough time to tell the story Uh, that they had set themselves out to tell. And I do keep going back to that. I know I'm like a broken record. I keep going back to the... um, to the whole thing with Mon Mothma's daughter, like that feels like something that yeah, so, that feels like something that must have been changed in the rewrites or something. Well, yeah, this is the thing I agreed with you a lot, like last week on it, but I did think about it as well. And then when we think back, like again, like I said, I agreed with you last week on it, and I still agree for the most part. Is uh, when you look at Leda, the daughter, from the moment we meet her, she's always the opposite of what Mothma is. Mm. Wherever Mothma wants, Leda wants the opposite, and. Mothma has moved away from traditionalism of mm-hmm. uh, Chandrilla, but Leda's leaned into it. You know what I mean? Like that dynamic between mother and daughter in this show is—they have a dislike for each other. She loves Perrin, yeah, clearly, but like she's always pushed against Mothma, no matter yeah. what. And I just yeah, go on. So for me, like again, I felt like the you know. They could have laced it in earlier on, you know, that she's got a class, like a Chandrillon class or something. But, um, you know, her motive, like, Leda's motivations for leaning so far into it, I understand more now looking back at the season. Um, whether or not that was placed correctly last week, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, uh, and again, I think if the show had more time, it felt, it felt like it would have been a much, so say they don't it's sort of been set up that they never get along and then maybe they end up having a heart to heart about I don't know a guy she likes and then this whole thing Fred comes up that's like it would solve all her issues if she married him off and then that's like more conflict and it's like the one thing she finally starts to connect with her daughter over and then she has to like throw it away and that's like a big thing in her mind Um, I feel like that's a better plot thread than what we're getting and again, by the sounds of it, there's no time for that because there's only one more season. Um, yeah, I have frustrations with perhaps what could have been 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I've said my piece on that now. I don't need to go over again. Is there anything you want to add to the conversation about maybe the finale or the, uh, the season as a whole, Nick? Um, the finale, no, but I would just probably like to say it's probably the polar opposite to... Not the polar opposite to Pevy. Um, this probably might have actually saved Star Wars for me because I genuinely thought after... Everyone knows how I feel about Kenobi, but I might be done. I was obviously that down on it and stuff, but this is just sparked a new love for it. Um, it's been absolutely incredible in every aspect, visually, you name it, and and sound and script writing and all that, even acting. So, um, visually, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's the best looking Star Wars. Oh, easily. Return of Jedi and actually uh, Return yeah. Jedi, the Last Jedi, and I think it actually gives it a run for its money. To be honest, mm. I go back to like Nick just said, like he sparked his love for Star Wars again um, after he was disappointed by Obi Wan. I go back to February, where the first poster for Obi Wan Kenobi came out, and Pevy lost his absolute crap. Like mm, he was yeah. in love with it, it and he was it like, did. "It did work." He, yeah, he never felt like he hadn't felt that much love for Star Wars in like two two or three years. Um, what was it? I can't remember. What, what, what was it? Well, the Kenobi poster. It was a, it was a it came on just walking on the sand, yeah. <laughs> and um, like, it's and then Pev, uh, it hit Pevy, and then like a month later, the trailer came out and it hit Pevy again. Mm. Um, and Pevy said the same things at the time that you have said now regarding Andor, which is Pevy was down on Star Wars, and that sparked the love for him again. Mm. It was just seeing yeah. that and seeing the trailer, seeing the poster. This has happened now for you for Andor. Um, mm. And again, I think it's the power of all these different creatives being able to work on these different shows. Like, just because one thing doesn't work for you, Nick, like Obi-Wan, this exists, you know? Yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah, in yeah. two years' time, when there's a second season of Kenobi, you won't be as excited, but you know around the corner there's another handle. Oh, you know? yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we, people... we can all stop, like, crying that the sky's falling now. Yeah, there's something now for everybody, and... You know, there's preparations for when these shows eventually leave. <laughs> because, like, after in two years' time, we won't get another Andor. It's gone. Um, we've got the Acolyte. We haven't seen it yet, but, like, they're doing a lot of on-location filming. They're doing big practical sets. Like, the writer and creator, Leslie Headland. you know, she's very good at what she does. Um, That's what I was going to add. I do understand that you can't get it every time. It will be hard, but and I, I hear this a lot. I don't. I don't want my Star Wars to be like this. For no. me, this is the gold standard. I can't see how it can't be. No, it can't. Like this no. To me, no, no. I think it should be. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, well, I think it should be this standard. Pretty much every. That was my main concerns. But everybody has different. The, yeah, has different standards. Like we've mentioned earlier in the show, this this show has half the viewership of the Book of Boba Fett. Like, and Obi, and like, and Obi Wan Kenobi. You look at at that, and look how many like people, like how many people don't like Andor. They say it's boring. It's the lack of aliens. It's the it doesn't feel like Star Wars. It's too real world. It's too political. It's too it's too grounded. You know, this is why you need all these variations of Star Wars. Like I'm saying, the acolytes and Andor in the same breath because I think they'll be the closest for us. You know. Yeah. And yeah. the John and Dave shows, they can all exist. And we, like we said, we all like Mando. People like our varying degrees. Both, like, like Pepsi said, he's never really seen anybody say they dislike Mando. Um, mm. um, there's a, a higher love for it, there's a lower like. But there's no real dislike. 
you know there's no like anti-mando movement is it you know <laughs> like obi-wan kenobi like was divisive like if anything it's the last jedi of star wars tv you know mm-hmm. and then andor is the unsung hero it's so you know what i mean it's like less people watching it it's very good like you know a lot of people moved on waiting for mando it's it's just the world we live in now where you don't have to like every piece of star wars media that comes out like and that's fine you know none of us are watching the bad batch in january when it comes out because we know it's not for us but a month later we get the mandalorian which i assume all three of us will watch you know like and we'll all be there day one when andor comes back in two years time it's star wars is in even though people will tell you it's in a very bad place and you know whatever but i'm sure there's at least one show out there that they're enjoying you know there's at least something star wars out there now for everybody whether that's this bad batch mando wherever yeah. there's, there's something there and i've never lost my love for star wars like obviously i found tross disappointing as you know as we all did but um i never lost a love for it i think there's been down moments like i didn't like fat as much as as you guys um <laughs> you know you obviously you obviously didn't like what you call it kenobi pevy he has his complaints about Andor. i'm not saying he doesn't like Andor. he clearly really enjoys it but <clears throat> you know there's there's something yeah. for everybody now and it's i have like, to say it again for my own peace of mind right. i'm judging Andor on a different level to everything else because I was going to tell you not to take it so seriously. Like you told me about Kenobi all the time. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but this, I mean that is true. You shouldn't have taken it so seriously. No, <laughs> bro. This is this is a show that demands that it is taken seriously. So I'm giving it the respect that it has asked for. Yeah, it's again like a couple of years ago. Did you think we'd ever get this sort of show? As soon as they announced, as soon as they announced Andor, I was expecting this sort of show. Maybe that's why I'm. Maybe if this, maybe if I'd not known about any of the talent, I'd be like, I don't know. Similarly, the initial set of talent wasn't like these people. No, no, I know. But as soon as I heard like Bo Wilman was on board, Mm. I was pretty excited for it. Yeah. Um, Just he, I don't. It's felt more, and this is exactly what it would be. So I don't know why I'm. It's felt more thriller less drama yeah and like you said like this is always the term they use right was uh spy thriller yeah no they said what it was i just allowed myself to uh i'm not disappointed let me be very clear uh i am disappointed at certain aspects actually but um it's still i'm very very happy to see a show like this come out because yeah like you say i probably i never would have thought they've actually had the balls to come out of a show like this mm. so do we do we think this is the best star wars show they've done oh, without, without question it's the best yeah. star wars show they've done it's not my favorite it's, but it's without question the best, the best piece of star wars media that disney has done yeah easily mm, okay i i won't agree with that no but, no that's what I'm, I'm just asking for your opinion yeah like, yeah do I, I don't think it is what do you think is it's the best the thing that there. Disney's made? Um, <laughs> I just sound like I'm a provocateur. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say The Last Jedi, just because it dealt with the mystical elements of Star oh, Wars in a way that 
like for me i love that bit of star wars the weird mystical like what is it all about like i like that i like it when it delves into the philosophical angle of all that and the last show is the closest thing that's come to that so for me it's still that but yeah this is a this is mind not having did you mind not having any um jedi or anything like that in this i wouldn't want jedi in the show yeah yeah i'm saying like my favorite part of i think me and pevy said this before my favorite part about Star Wars is like the Jedi and the Force, um, mm-hmm. and the, for me, it has no place in this show. It'd feel mm-hmm. really like no, weird. It if would it was. feel really tacked on, and I'd also, yeah. I yeah, I'm glad it's not anything to do with it. Um, yeah, I feel like you could have made mention, like Mon Mothma could have, because she was obviously around when the Jedi were around. They probably could. I mean, again, if we had more time, maybe you could have done. I also um, think Gilroy just would not have wanted to talk about that. I don't think Gilroy really No, no, I get that. But I think there comes a time where, again, like... It's that might in... be the case in the next season, because you've got to think it overlaps massively with Rebels. Yeah, which is where it, start, where it, where it worries me a little bit. I mean, Gilroy is... I think we're deifying Gilroy a little bit. Um, there's still there's still Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. But... Um, which is undeniable fan service, um, but that Gareth Edwards though we don't know. Do you think? No, I think they said it was research for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think my excitement. I didn't realize it was only two seasons, and my excitement did go down a little bit. Um, I thought we'd get three or four. Um, well, the initial plan was five when it wasn't Gilroy; it was Stephen Schiff. Mm. Um, and then it came down to three during Andor season one and then it came to two yeah uh, my assumption is and again I know nothing about this this is literally just speculation the amount of money the show costs and mm. the lack of interest in comparison to the other Star Wars shows maybe Disney and Lucasfilm said could you tell the story in two seasons and he said yes because they didn't want to commit even more I hope that the critical reception maybe makes them rethink that. I don't think so. He's talking about it. They're already filming season two. Mm. I think this is... Yeah. I, I, that's disappointing. It's a bit disappointing to me. Um, I, Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to... Pray they do season in. two and then they want to go back for it in the middle of them. Pray they do a season three that way. I don't know how you could do <laughs> Dude, that. Dude, it won't happen. But give me more like weird dramas like this weird it's not weird but I think there's plenty of times you could tell this sort of story um I've managed to convince some people to watch this who don't like Star Wars yeah same yeah yeah, they've all loved it for that reason yeah they say it doesn't feel like Star Wars and you just focus Mm -hmm. on real people and they 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 all love it now because of that reason um you know and I again that goes back to Gilroy's job because the thing he said going into this was you know he wanted to write a show that his wife would enjoy and she doesn't care about Star Wars (laughs) so you know and I think in that aspect he's like Nick's wife is saying she enjoys this show Mm -hmm. like she loved trust as well though she like yeah all right that was just backfired on the whole thing I was going for but (laughs) you know like like, TV shows like this in general as well like ITV and BBC dramas and things like that she's like oh it's just you always go back to the ITV and BBC dramas don't you that's what she watches you've got a thing for these these uh British things haven't you we're keeping it British we're you know 
supporting the heritage and no no we're not supporting heritage supporting... and monarchy nick like we're not going local there now, businesses right? like... small local businesses i'm cutting us off um <laughs> right uh so for me i give this episode a nine i give the season as a whole a nine nick uh for this, this episode i give it a 9.5 this series i give it a 10 uh we will probably never get as good star wars like this ever again there i've said it or was the optimist um yeah uh, nine, out, two, nine out of ten but i i give this i give the season an eight out of ten um so karen isn't coming back for the daredevil did i make the transition a bit smoother this time or is calling it out making it worse i don't know i have no idea but if they want to insight into how the sausage is made all of this without nick is recorded first and then whenever you nick we recorded that later i kind of wouldn't mention it but i was like i don't want to um i can't remember how we transitioned it last week because it happened then so the, the, yeah but the weird thing is is that i don't want to be like uh not mention it and just make it because you could make it seamless couldn't you but i we've and never made like, anything seamless on this show it's, it's just then oh some of the edits i've done have been very seamless no one would ever know some of the stuff um but uh have you been doing like sneaky edits <laughs> like, you know occasionally you have to um just just cutting like me and nick out of like a lot of stuff you yeah know? i just make my opinion the only one that's heard uh no yeah. uh yeah nick's not here basically I, I could you could make it pretty slick but then it just sounds like nick's not hold on hold on can we go like back to nick not being here no like the running joke has always been part-time pervy sure. even though you do a lot of work you do editing i edit like, even when i'm not here actually exactly you edit when you're not here so even if you're not on the podcast you are on the podcast you, you know mm -hmm. um also you help with the site mm -hmm. um you literally helped write a piece last week. Thanks for um, the math piece, but where are you going with this? <laughs> no, so I'm saying he is now part he is now doing part-time episodes. He comes in for like 15, 20 minutes and then goes. Yeah, but to be fair to him, we we've changed the goal. We're recording earlier. So you know. To be fair did to him. Did he say time. did he say he'd be here earlier though, Bevy? There's no need for it. I'm not know. gonna I'm not sinking to it. I know when I know when I'm not here, you boys have your own little, you know. Sla slagging session slagging Listen, he, he he like anticipates that he hypes that up he wants that to be how we start you know throw yeah he's mouth. trying to bait something out of me as well and i'm not i ain't giving it what's he trying I to bait? Not. i don't know i think he's trying to get a reaction out of me and i'm not going to allow it you're a bigger man pervy you know <laughs> hey. like literally you're like six foot <laughs> one he's like five foot seven no weight jokes <laughs> No, I didn't go away. That went height. <laughs> you know? Uh, we love Nick. Well, you've lost uh, weight anyway, I think. So I have, actually. Yeah, I am a uh, skinny legend. Well, I'm not. Not not at all. I've lost half a stone in the last four or five months. So oh, nice. right. Because when I made the terrible um, have devil image, mm -hmm. I uh, I noticed in that picture, I was like, oh, he looks... He looks I didn't tell you. I was too busy photoshopping your face on <laughs> Matt Murdock and Doctor Eggman, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I did yeah. mean to, and I forgot. I mean, also, part, I think that photo you're using, I am like, 
I'm purposefully making a double chin and pushing my head back. But yeah, I have I have lost some weight. You know, I, COVID COVID was a dark time. Oh no, no, when I did the deer pebble, when it's you on holiday. Remember? Oh, oh no, yeah, good, good. That's what I'm saying. You lost weight. You know. Hmm. Well, like and uh, some I've shown that picture to people and they say you look like a like one of the three blind mice from Shrek in that picture. Thank you. Like <laughs> when okay. I've done like. When I've done the Daredevil Photoshop, not the picture in general, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, we take it. We move on. Hey, yeah. it's round sunglasses. That's what it'll do. Round sunglasses, round normal glasses for you, you know? Yeah. Well, they're it's... actually, here's a little secret. They're the same glasses mm-hmm. with some clip-ons. So. <laughs> right. That, yeah. I don't know what to say to that one. That was unexpected. But yeah. There you go. Little insight. Practical. You know? Practical. Exactly. <laughs> Have. You know, um, no, no single use here. No um, use. Anyway, Karen's not returning for Daredevil. Um, bizarre. Yeah, yeah, I thought bizarre. Um, she said she hasn't been asked to come back, and they're in training currently for it. Like the films, I think in February. Um, it doesn't lead me to question if Foggy will come back as well. I think if you're not bringing Karen back, what happens to Foggy? You know. If, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be that devastated if Karen didn't come back, but I liked Foggy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so but then it makes sense. it makes sense that Karen. I guess they're just writing her out because if Karen was around, I mean, I didn't see season three, but surely he wouldn't be getting freaky with She-Hulk, would he? Then, yeah, they're not together at the end of season three, but like um, they're still like together as, as a trio, as a friendship. You know, they. Mm. Yeah. It's weird that I still think I don't know. Maybe the she I, I don't know. Like I just think it's really curious how they're gonna develop the born again show. Because well, to be honest, he like um he almost was like a completely different almost a completely different personality in that She Hulk episode. So maybe they maybe it's sort of a I, I would wager they're gonna do it and they're not even gonna mention the previous yeah, three. That's been my assumption as well. I think they're gonna pick and choose. I think they'll say that stuff is a different universe but like the same things have happened and you know the people look the same yeah you know? um which i'm i'm fine with you know but uh, uh they can just say it's a variant can't they to be fair they, yeah exactly they've, so they've, I've, they've I've, baked this in now this is all the bets are off now they've baked it all in yeah and the water call is all apparently echoes in like a lot of trouble like that's obviously the show that's introduced in daredevil and uh King oh, really? back into the fold. Yeah, apparently it's in trouble. Not like it's going to get cancelled or anything, but like they've it like, finished production a while ago. But there's been multiple reports now saying that there's problems that are, are with that show, like big ones. Mm. Um, well, there were so, problems. There were problems with Black Panther, weren't there? So, yeah, no, like, I trust Marvel to get it like done, but it's obviously a television show. So I wonder if they can sort out all the problems as they would in a movie. Like they'd be far more inclined to go back and do expensive reshoots for a movie than they would a TV show. You mm. know? Um, and again, this is setting up Daredevil. Um, so I think they kind of got to get it right because there's a lot of anticipation and excitement for Daredevil Born Again. Like, I assume that's the show you're looking forward to and you've been a bit fatigued by Marvel over the past year. Yeah. Uh- Sure, I guess. I, I I don't really have much anticipation for it, if I'm being honest. You don't? Not really. It's not... Uh, yeah. He's nice oh. to see every now and then, but like I'm not... Um, 
Just I anything. Well, it's just sort of anything in the MCU at the moment. It's just not very exciting. I don't really know what they're doing. Um, I actually probably couldn't tell you if there is an MCU project I'm really massively excited for at the moment. Hmm. For what it's worth. Even the Avengers movies, uh, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. I mean, sure, I guess so, but they, they haven't. I don't think they've built up to it, mate. I'm excited. Okay, Loki season two. There you go. There's mm -hmm. one I'm excited for. That's not and, too far away either. And I guess Quantum Mania, just because it sort of Except dovetails with it dovetails yeah. with Loki a little bit with Kang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it dovetails a little bit with um. So maybe that. I mean, Kang's interesting. I just, yeah, it's, there's just sort of been a lot of. It's felt to further the McDonald's analogy. It's felt like an awful lot of just MCU junk food with nothing of any real substance. Mm. Yeah, and like so that that does kind of. I've sort of in in my head in many ways. I've kind of just checked out the MCU. Um, I'm still invested. I'm still watching. Everything has come up. I watched a lot of movies anyway. Mm. Um, so Guardians three. There you go. I'm looking forward to Guardians three. See, that's what I'm not looking forward to. I, yeah, I mean, I just... it's, it's Gunny Boy. I think he will end that in a very in a satisfying way. Mm. I suspect. Like the 2023 slate is like for me is very uninteresting. Like Secret Invasion looks like it'll be good. It'll you know a bit be a bit more mature in tone, more Winter Soldier. Which is good because, like, I think not even just us, but I think a lot of people attribute that as like one of the best Marvel projects, right? Like the movie. Um, Which was that? Sorry, mate. The Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that just for what the tone of it is um, and the genre. Whereas, like, the rest of the stuff there next year, I'm like, I don't really care about the Guardians thing. I'm kind of over them. Like I've I've been fatigued by the Guardians for like I don't know since this probably the second movie. Um, yeah, I love the second film. I didn't play the game either. I wonder if that's part of it because game, you really, game. You love the game. No, that's the thing. That's the refreshing part. That like I loved the game. Like, but I wonder whereas, if you're just like so those ca the characters in that game have sort of intoxicated you so much that you're like oh, I want more of them, not more of these ones. I would sense. happily take more of them. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was annoyed at the Guardians before the game. You know, like that was a refresh because I wouldn't want to re-see anything Guardians till that game came out, and I, you know, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. But then the rest of the stuff next year, I'm like, what's the what's the movies next year? It's the Marvels, Ant Man. Like, I'm, like again, I'm excited because of assess the stage for uh, the Avengers movies, and then there's another one, right? What's the other one? I'm trying to look at what's oh, actually... No, we, we've, we've done them. Yeah, it's Guardians, Ant-Man, and the Marvels. And then the shows, like Echo, not bothered about. Ironheart, not bothered about. And I, I've just seen her in uh, Wakanda Forever, and I'm still not bothered. The Agatha show, not bothered. Like Not bothered. Um, All right, I'm going through them. So... You've obviously got the holiday special, which, to be honest, I don't care about. It'll be fun, you know what I mean? It'll be a little fun thing. It's just Drax and Mantis, right? I think. Yeah, Quantum Mania, which I don't really care about Ant-Man. But, you know, I guess I'll... I might see it. Uh, Secret Invasion. I'm not... I, I didn't really buy into the whole Squirrel thing, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, 
what if season two not bothered not bothered no guardians 3 i am bothered about mm-hmm. i actually think of all the mcu that like that trilogy will probably feel like, with the exception of however they do with gamora will feel right. like quite a contained trilogy which i quite like mm-hmm. um but echo the marvels uh loki season two i do care about uh the marvels and echo i'm not bothered by Ironheart, yeah. like you said not bothered by x-men 97 i guess so i guess um, so but that's, i feel like that's a different mcu like, is it yeah like that's um, just more like nostalgia play for us you know yeah, so. agatha daredevil captain america thunderbolts thunderbolts will be pretty fun because like, you know florence Pugh, david harbour sebastian stan pretty good cast in that you know blade Deadpool 3. Okay, Deadpool 3. There you go. There's the one I, I actually am. I think 2024 is like pretty decent though, like as a whole for Marvel. Fantastic 4. Meh. You're not bothered for Fantastic 4? Not really. I love the Fantastic 4. I'm all in on that. To be honest, like Spider-Man is like my main boy. I love him. I'm not getting my into Spider-Man too. for a while. Yeah, 2020. I think the rumor is 24 we get a new Spider-Man. They haven't announced it. Really? Yeah. They're going to film one next year and get it out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom so Holland apparently just sorted his new deal out. So okay. he's going to do three so more... Posturing. His saying, I'm going to have a break, was just posturing, basically. Well, he is getting a break. He is getting... Because um, they put up the Spider-Man movies every two years. So he is getting a, an additional year between Spider-Man movies. Okay. Hey, well, um, there you go. Spider- Spider-Man, I... DK, I'm very excited for how they're going to carry on with Spider-Man. I'm very excited. I, I guess you kind of have to have a new Spider-Man film before those Avengers films, or mm-hmm. you have it in between the Avengers films. Yeah, so if Spider-Man sense. comes out 24, the next year you've got um, the Kang Dynasty, and then the year after you've got Secret Wars. So it'll be like on the cusp of it, basically. And then probably Post one credit. after this credit scene of Kang Dynasty is uh, Toby and Andrew coming through a portal uh, to Tom Holland and being like, come on. And he's like, what? There you go. Done it. Written it. Mm-hmm. Job done. Oh, those uh, Funko Pops are up, by the way. What, for Toby and Andrew? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Why yeah. did that take so long? I have no idea. It took 11 months. <laughs> Like only now they put a green goblin as well, and uh, Doc Ock. It's very weird, <laughs> very strange. Um, but I saw you can get a three pack of like uh, Tom, Toby, and Andrew. You can I get see. them Toby and Andrew separately. Um, so they're out. I'm gonna, even though I've attempted to cash in my uh, my winnings on the fantasy league from last year. Hey, I I'm, I'm not. I, I know you. I know, I know. It's Nick again, you know. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna. Uh, well, if these are out now, I guess I'll cash in. Can you just do me a favor? Find the Amazon link. Just send it. It's up to you, man. I, like I said, I'll just get Toby or whatever. It's up to you guys. The limit is twenty pounds, you know. So okay, right. it's well, what it is. We'll take that off there. Um, and uh, yeah, so. I, I I think we'll see Andrew and Toby back for Secret Wars anyway. You know, I think all that will happen. I'm pretty confident. This um, 
This uh, No Way Home picture of them all pointing at each other really does look so photoshopped. It's mental. <laughs> yeah, I remember you were confused by that at the time, right? You were like, it's fake. There are other pictures of them together, obviously from the same shoot, and it looks mm -hmm. fine. But th that is video of them doing it, yeah. Yeah, that picture is just whoever did the Photoshop on that. <laughs> whoever did the editing on that, it's just they went too far. Um, This is why they need to hire you, Puff. Oh, I wouldn't be much better, but well, actually, I would. I just wouldn't mess with it as much. It's just mm. flabbergasting. Yeah. Oh, Nick, you're here. No, he's not really. Oh, yeah, he is. No, he is. I didn't think you wanted me to jump in. Yeah, I was going to wait for you to tell me when. Nah, jump in. Why oh. not? Nick's back. There we go. This is gonna Hello. It's going to be a weird episode. It'll be fine. Um, do you want to just talk? Go straight into Bob Iger. It was next on the list, uh, I suppose. Let's let's flip and do it. Let's go to you. You you can yeah. kick this off, Bev, because you're the Disney man. Me? The three of us. Yeah. Uh, I said yeah. I wanted to talk about it, but I was more interested to hear what you've got to say about it. To be perfectly honest. Oh, fair enough. Oh, uh, I just like to thank everybody uh, when this news broke. Who like message saying they bet Pevy's like rejoicing and running around the streets. You know, a happy man. A lot of people got in touch over this for some reason. Um, no, good to know I've made my thoughts very, very clear about what I think of Bob Chapek. Um, yeah. yeah, this is like a uh, Mike Ashley selling Newcastle mm. kind of thing. Good analogy. That, yeah, I'm not actually that thrilled that Iger's coming back, if I'm being honest. However, I'm just very happy that Bob Chapek's gone. You know? Mm -hmm. Like Man United, they're up for up for sale. Glazer's gonna sell, but you mm -hmm. know, what if Qatar buy Man United? It's gonna be weird feelings for you, right? <laughs> yeah, big time. That's what I thought. I always thought, is it a bit of the? Sorry for another football analogy. Uh, Gary Neville is always constantly saying, "Be careful what you wish for." Is it more that as well? I don't know if it's be careful what you wish for because Chapek is. I mean, we all knew what Chapek was before yeah. he took over. Um, I guess the steady pair of hands, which I think mm. you do need after the turbulent year or so that JPEG's been there. Yeah, mm. the big he's thing not the answer. He's not the future, but no, he's, he's not. He's the one to steady the ship for now. I'd yeah, say. I kind of disagree with that. I think. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I, there's like Walt Disney Company's been around for a long time, like mm. hundred years at this point, and um, yeah, it's like. I there have been other times where Disney's been like really bad. Like all things considered, it's, it's actually in pretty good state. <laughs> um, but there's been times where it's been in like really bad ways, and they and specifically in the eighties, and they got Michael Eisner in like a young, sort of uh, new, brand new, never been at Disney before, new pair of, new pair of eyes. Uh, they poached him from Paramount, and he came in and he completely revolutionised what the business did yeah mm -hmm. um and then when michael when it's time for michael eisner to go because he was it was gonna go down the pan they didn't go back to the guy they had before like they they got they got Iger in who was who was no i i just i would be far more excited about this and this is like after this is after, as the dust is now settled on monday i was bloody ecstatic can i tell you um but i think uh i probably would have been a, f a hell of a lot more excited and optimistic had they got like some i'd put it this way i'd rather they have sort of taken a gamble um 
because I think Disney's sort of too big to fail at this point. But um, yeah, I'd rather they'd sort of got a new, a new pair of hands in. Um, yeah, but, but isn't you that know, ultimately what I guess supposedly doing? He's like, yeah, but the thing, thing is, man, like ultimately what this is, is this is just Iger, uh, prove like he's coming in to do the job that he should have done the first time round. Um, Iger was meant to, Iger was meant to retire, uh, in like 2014, 2015, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it kept yeah. getting extended. Um, the last extension was to obviously, uh, like the true extension was to obviously the Disney plus launch, right? And then he came back for COVID. Sure, but then before that, it was like, oh, I'm staying because I want to see Shanghai Disneyland open. And then after that, it was the Disney Park. Like, it's been extended mm -hmm. like two or three, four times. And um, ultimately, the guy's shown that he he handpicked Bob Iger at uh, Bob Chapek. That was his yes. call. Um, and he's, I, I believe that is like, like that is the second replacement he'd picked as well that didn't work out i mean i think the first one didn't actually ever get to be ceo he left before mm. but he was sort of earmarked um i think it was tom staggs was his name anyway i'm hazy on the details don't quote me on it um but but i'm hearing a lot of that like he's coming in for two years with the thing of uh finding a an actual successor and it's like well he's shown that he's not really got a good judge of character in that regard so i i don't kind of believe that um, he's in for two years. He will be here longer than two years. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. I would, bet, I would bet money on the fact that he's there for longer than two years. I hope he's not there for two years. Oh, yeah. I do too. I do yeah. too. I would bet money on the fact that he is there for two years. I also think a lot of the things that people are um, uh, accrediting to Chapek were actually in mm -hmm. the works far before. Now, the stuff that, J that Chapek... So when you when we see oh Bob Iger's not been very happy with how Bob Jacobs has been dealing with stuff, that goes back to the unforced errors in my opinion. That goes back to, to be honest, I think the writing was on the wall when the whole um, Scarlett Johansson thing happened. Yeah, that was think, terrible, especially when yeah. he gave uh, the Rock, um, like he gave the Rock like a percentage, right, or something. He gave him something to do with it. Yeah, like and just. Yeah. Yeah, it was wrong. I, and then I, immediately after that, you had the don't say gay bill thing. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and he said yeah. nothing to like help protect his... Uh, I mean, even employees that work in the park, mm -hmm. like, he said nothing. Um, and he he's trying to sort remove, of... like, uh, like, gay scenes from certain movies, in particular, like, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, uh, and then planned, I think at... we see, like, there's lots of reports that he just, like, wasn't a good manager... Um, I think ultimately what this comes down to is Bob Iger is obviously... I get the impression... Bob Iger, one, is a fantastic PR machine for himself. Mm -hmm. um, he's very, very good at it. Um, uh, for example, he sort of... The whole... Oh, Tom Holland called me and said, we got to work this out. And so I made it... I worked it out, the Spider-Man thing. Um, uh, like, I just don't believe a word of it. <laughs> If I'm honest, I don't think that's how I believe. Like, I don't know. Do you, I, I believe the Holland called him. They talked about it. Yeah, so, I do too. But, like, but I don't ultimately, think like, if, we, if we go back to that whole like ordeal, it was Disney being the bully. Yeah, like exactly. they wanted. Didn't they want fifty percent of profit or whatever? Um, yeah, I think we came down. We came down on like different different sides of this. I kind of thought that like, they were justified to have a bit more of a profit share than they did. Oh no, and... but they did though, right? They still got twenty five percent, which is what Sony, I think, offered them in the first place. 
you know, because they were getting five, I believe, before yeah. that. Yeah. And then they wanted 50 and they, they settled on 25. Yeah. I mean, my opinion was always that it was probably a negotiating tactic to go for 50. But um, anyway, regardless, like, he's a great PR machine for himself and he always comes out looking pretty squeaky clean. Um, when in reality, like, a lot of the things that people are annoyed at JPEG for, the stuff, especially in to do with sort of the parks reservation system, um, that kind of thing, like cost cutting measures, um, the way Disney Plus content, like I've seen people like blaming JPEG for the fact that like Disenchantment is bad. I'm like, it's, it's like it's not JPEG's fault, is it? <laughs> no, definitely. You know I mean? um, so yeah, I'm not a fan of JPEG um, at all because he was actually head of the Parks Division before he was the CEO, um, mm -hmm. but. You know, he's got... I read an article, I think it was on Vox, it was like, Bob Chapek's got the parks printing money better than they ever have before, etc. That sort of thing. Um, I just think, like, the difference between Bob Chapek and Bob Iger, as I said, is Iger is much more, much better at... He's much better at presenting himself. Well, if you look at the, the reaction, like, obviously, on the online reaction, the reaction from fans, um, was very positive about the Iger return. But then if you look at the stock market, which is the only thing Disney would really care about, um, it didn't jump up like 70% upon his return. Like the next yeah. day. Like it shot up again. And it's just the confidence that the stock market and fans all have in Iger. Again, I think, uh, and I know I mean, you they're, intrinsic, well. they're intrinsically linked, right? Like the fact mm. that, I mean, Disney more than most companies, um, its fans are quite important. To it doing well um they're a bit like a football they're a little bit like a football club and i'm not just i'm like we put a lot of football in this today yeah i don't care anymore uh more <laughs> franchise you know franchise whatever <laughs> no but do you know what i mean like the fans of a sports team do you know like a yeah lot they're loyal yeah they're emotionally know. invested yeah. i mean uh, uh, i hate it but i i come under that category um but if you lose them, then you lose a lot of what makes Disney unique. And the fact is that because everyone was sort of celebrating it, the stock market's gonna gonna love it, aren't they? Um, but also, like, aren't they? Also, cool. we know, yeah, we know that Flip, like Bob Iger's not gonna make stupid like. This is the thing with JPEG, and I think if JPEG had been slightly better about what he said to people, um, he'd probably still be there. Um, it's JPEG comes out and says stupid stuff, like he calls uh, like. Like, like everyone that goes in, I talk about the parks a lot because that's kind of where my interest lies. So forgive me for that. But like, he he called all the, the they he's they've always been called guests, the people that go in these parks. No, we're not stupid. We know we're all customers uh, slash consumers. But he called us. He called everyone that went to a park a customer or a consumer, and that just it winds people up. And he's sort of got a history of that. I don't know if you've seen the clip going around. That's like. Oh, I um. So he's talking about the IPs, and he basically goes, he basically brags that oh yeah, we've got all the IPs. Have you seen this one? No. He basically's like, oh, our, our uh, you know, what we're doing, our competitors would be doing too if they had the IPs, but they don't. And it's like, okay, so that's like you're like, it just it came across like really douchey. It's like yeah, we've had seventy one billion lying around to buy Fox. Mm -hmm. Um. Which, by the way, an Iger deal, which 
how many years are we, are we from that two years um it, well it went through two years ago yeah yeah it doesn't look like a good deal to me dollars overpriced. Yeah, but like, as time has shown, it probably wasn't a good deal. No. Like seventy-one billion dollars for what they got. I don't mean they got value for money. What they, what did they get out of that? The Simpsons. You know. Simpsons, Family Guy, Alien, Predator. Yeah, it's like it's not Ice Age. <laughs> can't, we can't I mean? use the what, the the little squirrel anymore, right? Did they lose the rights to the squirrel? I don't know. Oh. I don't know I don't know. Yeah. The only the only recognizable bit of Ice Age, really, in the slot. <laughs> um But yeah, like Bob Iger Bob Iger I mean Bob Iger was there, he had a lot of hits, but he had a hell of a lot of misses. I think we can attribute Rise of Skywalker. Uh I mean that might have never been the film I really wanted it to be, but I think no one can argue that in places it feels rushed, if I'm being um Yeah, I'm trying, well, I'm trying to yeah. not be like combative about no, 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 it. No, 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 you're right. They, they you know, when uh, Trevorrow exited, the when they were looking for somebody to fill in his shoes, Ryan was the one they went to first, and he wanted a year. He wanted an additional year on that movie to be able to, you know, write the movie he wants and get it right. Whereas but Disney think, and Lucasfilm said no. Gone, you know. Yeah, but I think if you'd gone to JJ and said... Do you no, want I think if you went to JJ as well, yeah, but JJ took on that task, right? But again, yeah, of course, Disney, I'm not it was Disney yeah. who said, you need to get this out by December 2019. Yeah. I yeah think another, got... And again, it's, it's a second stupid step regarding Star Wars from Iger because Kathleen Kennedy wanted to move Solo from May to December in 2018, and he said no. He, exactly. He kept it sandwiched between uh, Infinity War, Deadpool... Infinity War was still at cinemas at the time. Deadpool 2 and The Incredibles. Yeah, you know, that was his he decision. Up on that one, though, didn't he? He he said like he himself. Oh he yeah, he owned up to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, but like anyone and their dog could have seen that was a bad idea. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, Iger's got his fair share of, and the, the a lot of the way the parks were going and how they operate now was sort of put in place by Iger and announced under his leadership. Now, I, I've ranted and raved a lot. I've sound very negative on Iger. I'm not actually like. Ultimately, yeah, I'd rather Iger was there than JPEG. Like, I think it's... the, But a lot of the people going around saying it's the best-case scenario. He's somehow managed to, like... What it's like he's done is he's, like, managed... And he, you know, he couldn't have known there was a pandemic coming around. But he's, like, <laughs> passed it off to someone who was already very unpopular. The unpopular guy has made a lot of unpopular decisions. And then now he's come back, and he's like, it's like he's like this. It's like the second coming. Like I mean, it literally is like he's the second coming, and I just don't think he is. No, I don't think he is either. Like I said, he's a safe pair of hands. You know, like, I don't think you're going to see many changes. No, but he like didn't he come in like very last minute? They had an emergency meeting on the Saturday, right? And uh, mm -hmm. it was following Chapex uh, comments early in the week when he was on about laying off staff and freezing hirings and mm -hmm. cutting costs uh, to these. Disney Plus productions, mm -hmm. um, you know. Again, we the the Chapek thing. We talked about it all year, I think, like at various points that we expect him to go soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I, I, it was a it was a matter of time for him. Yeah, I didn't. I got a lot. I got a man. I didn't expect it to be this year because he just signed a new contract. We said extension, right? Your extension, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which to me sort of indicates that they were pretty happy with the job he was doing. Um, mm. 
I think someone it this screams of a board that has no real vision. You heard um, camp, Campier's theory. Yeah, it, you know what this would be like. We're doing football again, boys. This would be like um, which Man United didn't do, but after Ollie, do you remember there was those weird rumours flying around? And I don't think they ever had any basis, but of um, getting Sir Alex Ferguson back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About Alex, yeah, getting Sir Alex Ferguson yeah. back in as a caretaker. Yeah, and it's like it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> there's yeah. there's often been similar whisperings that oh we should get Wenger back, like for Arsenal, and it's like. I don't think it works. I don't think you should look to the past. And Disney as a company, again, I obviously feel quite passionate about this because for some reason I'm a fan of a flipping conglomerate. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's uninspiring for me. I mean, it's it's good, but it's uninspiring. It seems like um, a lot of work to do in two years. I, I, I agree with you. I think he's definitely going to be on for longer. I can't see him steadying the ship and finding a replacement in two years that seems like a heck of a lot of work to do yeah i mean exactly on the face of it two years isn't isn't long enough um but i i don't i i think that's spin i think they've just gone back and oh okay i think he'll be there five six seven years oh wow to be honest okay honestly uh what do you think this means uh uh, let me know if you don't want to go down this avenue best being but for kathleen kennedy you think she's good so he's normally he's good with her isn't he She's absolutely fine. <clears throat> yeah. I I think I think you'd have to All right, I posit this to you guys. Is Star Wars in a better position now or at the beginning of 2020 when Bob Chapek took over? Mm. I think it's in the same. I think it's in the same place. You think it's in the same place? Do you, mm-hmm. I I feel like things have got better, no? They seem to have a clearer vision of where they want to go, what they want to do. Well, all these decisions for the shows we've seen coming out was already made at that point. You mm. know, like, all these shows, like, we all knew Andor and was announced in 2018. Obi-Wan Kenobi was announced in 2019. All yeah. these decisions were already made. But, I don't know if you hear that, but it's, it's very loud thunder. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, this is the thing. Disney, like, this is, this is, this annoys me, because I knew this Kathleen Candy thing was coming up. I knew yeah. it was gonna happen, right? Yeah, yeah. like because the last... we gotta address it. I mean, well, yeah. Like I, people asked me to address it yesterday. I just did a tweet, which was always look at people's track records and yeah. Listen, I like Campier as a pundit. Did he talks about movies and the news in very quick succession? He is, oh, is great this... at that job. Is this you know right? I mean? um, is this where it's come from? This is where it's come from. Okay. So he came out and said, "Yeah, uh, I heard she's done. They've already made decisions to get rid of her." Right, so he's saying right now they've made a decision to get rid of Kennedy, right? But they're not going to let it go until after Indiana Jones, which is in June. You I've seen slow fire I've, somebody, right? Sorry, right. Like, I've seen some absolutely balmy takes on Twitter over the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like people tweeting mental stuff, and I best been kind of got a little bit of it yesterday <laughs> from me. <laughs> he just sent me an article again from a reputable thing that Bob is a big, big decision yeah the rap is that he's gonna sell to Disney uh, sell Disney to Apple um like it's which is the thing we talked about before yeah yeah I, I know it was it's, movie, like, yeah. it's like somehow Bob Iger's come in and even if we say he's been thinking of ideas since Friday um 
that's less than a week and he's already decided that everything that was in place basically when he left it as he left the company that everything he's done uh he's gonna throw away and he's really rewritten the he's rewriting the whole company org structure everyone's going um like you say it best been like everything that's almost everything we see has sort of been was planned before he left and he only left disney again this isn't like people aren't talking about this he only left disney officially on december the 31st of last year 17 or last year okay 2021 yeah but you know so going back to kennedy though like you you don't slow fire somebody right saying oh they've already made decisions she's going to leave in june all right but the thing is what can't be said in this thing is he said it'll either be before or after indiana jones all right, right. so that's that's a weird <laughs> statement to make right because you've hedged your bets then right mm. when does kathleen candy's contract went up 2024 oh yeah 24 25 yeah so 2024 contract runs. i looked at it earlier so you're telling me that her contract ends in 2024 so this is supposedly her last year on her extension that she had in 2018 and you're telling me you've heard that she's gonna go like yeah this is why it's not legitimate like it can't be like a great pundit great well like covering the news but his track record is terrible when it comes to this stuff like reporting inside of it that had the tom cruise pictures uh yeah he, he kind of admitted it himself yesterday he hasn't got the greatest of track records but it was a weird thing to say well, I remember this man, he, he claimed he had insiders at Disney, right? And he put out a list of um, titles, of movie titles for episode 9, before, like, we knew what it was. And none of those titles were correct. It was like, The Last Hope, <laughs> A New Beginning, or something. It was like all these weird things. Um, I vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, Ben Affleck's gonna, like, l- l- uh, leave as Batman. Two years later, Ben Affleck leaves as Batman. He's like, I was right. I was like, you said it two years ago, you weren't right. You know, he, you know, he says like, two years ago, he said Ryan Johnson's trilogy is never happening. Like he's been told by insiders it's not happening. Two years on, Ryan and Kathleen are both saying they want to do it. And it's just about scheduling because obviously Ryan's got commitments to uh, Netflix. Um, yeah, it's just because when something this happens, like the fans that dislike Kennedy grab onto it and make it a massive story. And it just keeps gaining momentum, you know. Well, this is and... what I meant about the maybe be careful what you wish for because, you know, as much as I moan about it, we are getting stuff on the regular. So, you know, like, like from, from what I feared, like, and I'm again, whatever, I'm whatever. Like, I've got a good track record with production things, but like, this is a different thing, you know. Like, the I've always heard that Disney were happy and attributed a lot of the success of Disney Plus, in particular the launch to Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm because of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know? They they she's made them six billion dollars you know yeah. from from running Lucasfilm. Like from the movies alone. And then that's without giving them an icon in Grogu. Like the mm. how big the Mandalorian was. And the shows has followed. Like I think sorry, go on. Just, my point is that people wanna say Kathleen's a failure. Because they don't because mm-hmm. the Star Wars isn't for them anymore. They've this most of the Star Wars they don't like it anymore. I and think that's fine. The, 
I think the I, problem the problem with the Kennedy chat is a lot of the time it lacks nuance. Now, I I think we've never been shy of criticizing her and some no. of the decisions that have been made, and I will stand by those criticisms even now. Um, she's made some bad decisions, and there's been stuff that. Which, to be fair, like George Lucas gave it to her, she didn't have any experience as a studio head. Like, arguably, it's probably no. too. Like, she's had to learn on the job, right? For example, uh, the being said, one of the best producers of all time doesn't automatically qualify you, qualify you to be the president of a studio. Well, yeah, exactly. But like, I think we all agree how they handled games was bad. Whether that was Disney or her, like she's the head of Lucasfilm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the buck does stop with her. Um, some of the release schedules again if her hands are tied then her hands are tied Um, but we have criticised Kathleen Kennedy on the show but like maybe what we've been guilty of is not um, highlighting the stuff that she's done really well yeah you know The Force Awakens was a triumph like that movie people I think people forget like when that wasn't in an age of uh, that wasn't in the age of like prequel like prequel love like Getting people back to the cinema to watch Star Wars was... Uh, I don't think... Everyone acts as if that was like always going to be a success. I don't think it was. No, I wouldn't say so. Like, I don't think it was a guaranteed success. Like, There were people going, oh, if it's just more of the prequels, I'm... Like, yeah, we, we've all sort of grown up and the millennials have taken over the internet now and um, like, we all love the prequels because we grew up with them. But, but, but like, prequel love hadn't really started then. Um mm. So Force Awakens was a try again. I love the Last Jedi. I mean, I think people like, you know, let's not get into that conversation. But people love Rogue One. Like even the even like the people that supposedly don't like Disney Lucas films, they always caveat it with yeah, but Rogue One was the best one. And that's just because it has a Death Star in it. Um, and the Vader scene. And the Vader scene, yeah. Um, I see very little hate for the Mandalorian from anyone. Mm. Yeah, that's to be universally pretty much loved. Um, Rise of Skywalker. Again, we don't need to go there. But they, she, like they brought back the Rebels. Rebels was yeah. like under her watch. Like people seem to really like Rebels. Clone Wars. She brought back, back Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, there's like a hell of a lot of good, and there are bad as well. But like for some reason, in and here I go again. In society, you can't have nuanced discussions about good and bad for some reason. Um. But yeah, the Kathleen Kennedy thing is well, weird. I think, I think when, like, you, when you say society, I think it's just online. You know, I think the people yeah, listen yeah. to this, the, you know, they come here for these sort of discussions. Yeah, yeah. I, I just know. think, I also think, and I'm going to say it, a lot of it is because she's a woman. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 110%. No, no doubt. Like, like Marvel. Do you think it's a coincidence a lot of these people who hate Kathleen Kennedy also moan about Brie Larson and complain this, the MCU, mm-hmm. etc. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, my, yeah, but even then, mate. Even then, they're moaning about Brie Larson. They're not moaning about flipping Kevin Feige. Mm. <laughs> this just popped in my head. Did you see somebody complain? Like it was like last week. Somebody uh, complained about Wakanda Forever, and in the thumbnail of the image, they had like a bald Brie Larson in the Dora Milaje outfit. And I was like, what? <laughs> "What's this got to do with anything?" Yeah, but this is my point. Like <laughs> Kevin Feige, and rightly so, in my opinion. Kevin Feige gets a lot of praise and that's basically because in my opinion he pulled off the impossible which was get building that Infinity Saga mm-hmm. it's, it's like 
It's not flawless, but on the when we look back at it, it feels pretty flawless. And how it's a, it's a monumental triumph, isn't it? Like yeah, it's amazing. Like how they managed to do that. Like they all study that in like film school for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is it's genuinely amazing. But like the Alava put out a lot of dire stuff. Like, but even now, Ooh. and I uh, to yeah. be fair, I haven't done it either. I've we had a conversation earlier about how I'm not really excited about MCU. Feige's name never once came up. No, but some people say Space Force being shocking, you know. Well, yeah, I've but said, he's got I so much. I think he's got so much credit in the bank that it doesn't matter. I think because yeah, of the first. Why does Kathleen not get any credit in the bank? Yeah, 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 it's exactly. Like, yeah. Like, like, like Force Awakens always just gets credited to JJ, but like she. You know what they say? They just say, "Oh, this director got another director got sacked. Another director got." Oh, that's all. Yeah, they, which is bad. No, 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 and again, with now. some of, with some of that as well, that is on her. Like she is supposed to like vet and make sure these people are committed to the job you know yeah, what I mean? like, of course yeah and i'm yeah. not like just and I'm again not, like, suddenly but this, but this, this no. is the nuance but my exactly. point is is that i we had a whole conversation about the mcu earlier and not once during this conversation have we ever mentioned the idea that feige's job might be on the line because you know i could i could very easily construct an argument that the mcu since avengers has been lackluster no real vision and the buck mm. stops with him. You know? Mm. I just I just think, like, I am kind of want to just put the Kathleen conversation to bed because... It's never going to be put to bed until she leaves. No. That's well, I, I'm in between us. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like... Oh, yeah. No, between us. I know we're all sort of on... The, I know we're all on the same page here, but, like, I think it's... No, I think she's safe, for sure. I just think, like, especially for us to have this conversation is important, but, like, uh, I'm... Yeah, I'm just got like, yeah. I mean, she's made decisions I'm not completely happy with, but like again, a lot of good has happened. And I like, to be honest, I'm sort of looking at the way Star Wars is right now, and it's gone to the place that all the way back when we were streaming um, on Battlefront, we always wanted it to go. Bespin, isn't it? It's like they're just putting we, out. We're, yeah, we're you know we're we're getting exactly what we wanted at the time. Um, Goes out. There's going to be stuff that you don't like, and that's okay. Um, yeah, and then we're also getting, you know, me and you at the time, we always pushed that we wanted movies set in a new time away from the Skywalker saga. And to be fair to Kathleen, like that's what every everything she's, everybody she signed on for these movies, we're going to do. She was going to remove everybody from that. Mm. You know, when is Benioff and Weiss? They were going like, you know, thousands of years back in the past. You know, Tyker's film is supposedly away from everything. Tyker's um, is away. Lindelof is away. Like he was away. It's yeah. um. But so, then, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what my point was. I, no, I just but again, like that's. I do think this is a positive in Kathleen's regime. Are they right? Like she's trying something new and different with the movies. They're gonna be separate. She, you know, she's gonna breathe new life into Star Wars with hopefully the right creatives to work on the movies. But at the same time, she's also given fans, a lot of fans, what they want in various degrees and various shows on Disney+. Plus. Like you said, universally, The Mandalorian is, everybody likes it. You know, it's, it's why I always call it The Fry, because it's the one everybody likes, mm -hmm. you know. But then you've got all these others, like, you know, Andor's got half the viewership of Obi-Wan and the Book of Boba Fett, you mm -hmm. know, because it's not appealing to everybody. But the people who watch Andor, like us who stick around week to week, we love Andor, you know. There's people who love the who, 
who love the book of Boba Fett. I didn't think that was great, but there's people who love it. You know, like there's people who love the Bad Batch. Like people always moan about Kathleen, but even if George was still here, would oh. this success be here? Like, no, realistically, no. no it, I I think if George was still here, I absolutely wouldn't. No, I think she's done a like again. I'm not saying like, like saying she's the best person for the job because I don't know she's the only person we've had in this job. She, yeah, she literally George. is. But so, and you know, you gotta think like that. Is, she's basically had the Unai Emery job, um, but she's managed to stick it yeah. out. So, you know, it's uh, yeah. I just I just like and this I'm again. This isn't a dig at anyone here. I'm mm. not sure our whole audience gets it, but I just think it's to me it's a, it's a, it's sad that we have that we feel like we have to whenever there's a structural change at Disney we have to think oh is this fine is this the time Kathleen goes because mm. it's unwarranted and ultimately I think it is sort the thing of is, a, I think it's laced the, in misogyny to be honest. But the thing the thing is, Pepe, I don't think we would have brought this up unless this can't be a thing didn't happen. Because I, I, I don't want to lay the, the the blame at him. Like, it, like well, this, he's this the one who started this big snowball effect. Like, yeah. all these other like outlets have picked up his his story, you know. And again, we cover the news, and he made the news for that, you know. But again, I never had the inkling, I never had the thought of Kathleen until yesterday. Yeah, happened, yeah, you yeah, know. It's the first I didn't thing think about it because I was neither, like, neither had I, to be honest. No, exactly. So like, again, the three of us here like didn't have the thought of, oh, is Kathleen safe? We all just thought, no, it's, we didn't even think of it. We just thought about Iger's return and what that could mean for the Disney as a company. That was our thought. But again, <laughs> you know, I think that that speaks to us. You know, like we, we, like I said, we, we're not her biggest fans. I know, I, I guarantee you the people who dislike her have listened to this segment and they've been like, oh my god, they love her. Like, you know, they, they're just, you know, they're kind of chills. But yeah, I we're mean, not. Like, if yeah, anybody's I, ever listened to us, we do criticize and we're always open about everybody criticizing, like, whatever they want, mm. you know? Um, so it's like Nick doesn't like Obi-Wan Kenobi and we said he can moan about that however much he likes. But me and you did. Yeah, you well, know, like, I don't want Nick moaning about it at all. Leave Give it. me a damn general grievous show, right? That's all I'm feeling. Oh, no, no, no. We're moving on. We're moving on. Iger's going to be oh, longer than God. two years. That's my. Oh. Uh, that's can my I? Prediction. Can I just tell you one of the things that was said following the grievous mm. thing? No, we. I don't mm. want to get into it. Yeah. I'll just, just cease being. Who cares? Comments. No, 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 no. What about? No, I don't want to get into it. Type it in the chat, Bezbin. Type it in the chat. I won't get okay. into it. We're moving on. We're moving on. Um. <laughs> not giving any oxygen to it i can't oh oh no um oh, i mean these last two things i kind of just want to talk about andor now but let's let's go um mm. james cameron uh but no we're not what is it, I'm it. oh i'm, I'm oh, i can't Korean. no no we're not. i'm not gonna like read it out loud i'm just saying <laughs> no, that. have you read it yeah it's so <laughs> dumb like it's so dumb but we Yes. Uh, literally the reason why I love the show. Okay. All right. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's very on brand, but there we go. Yeah, it is. Um, Jim Cameron. Can you not just? Can we not just honor my request once? 
Um, James Cameron claims Avatar 2 needs to make over 2 billion to be profitable. Well, again, not a shocker. It's... That's a like... mental though, right? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, that film, that film is like, that film is like Bob Iger's tenure. It's like, yeah, next year, next year, next year, and it's finally coming out. But um, 2 billion is crazy. Hmm. Like, we were saying it'd be like, you know, a really big success if it makes a billion. You know, and this guy is like, no, I need two billion to be profitable. And I'm sure that he said recently, right, that for Avatar 4 to be made, he, these movies need to be successes. Even though they could make a billion dollars in our eyes, that'd be considered a success, right? It'd be one of the highest grossing movies of the year. Well, I'd, Whereas, love to know, I'd love to know what how much they spent on this film. Then. You'd assume it's about a billion. It's, right? it's a it's a 400 million. Oh, isn't it? Huh. Uh, well, it's got to be more than that. They said it's 400 million that's been spent. Yeah, but just by simple mathematics, Bezzy, it's got to be more than that. No, I know. I'm just saying what they've said. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be more... Like, for, if we go on the assumption that... I mean, they're not going to spend a billion on marketing, are they? So... Well, how, well didn't Sony only make um, 600 million from Spider-Man No Way Home? I don't know. Yeah, like even though it made 1.9 billion, they only made 600 million from it. I don't really know what to say about this. Um... <laughs> I just think it's mental. I just think it's absolutely crazy like, that it needs to make that money. Like he said, it needs to be profitable for him to make Avatar fall. Like, surely it's not going to make 2 billion, right? I don't like, know. Avatar 3. I don't really I, know. I, that was already made, wasn't it? That's already done. Oh, was it? Okay, okay. Yeah. He, he filmed yeah, them like yeah, together, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't really know what to say about that. But did you guys get out tickets? No, I didn't. I'll... I can't say I did. I will buy tickets the day before I go see it, like a normal person. Yeah, I'll probably buy it the second before I go see it on the machine, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I have not bought tickets either. I will see it, though. I've never had any issues. Like, this has been a thing. Like, oh, the tickets are out, go get them. I've never had any issues seeing a film week of release. Oh, I have before. Like Spider-Man, just... we bought tickets like the week before. Hmm. It's opening night, in it really? That sort of stuff. I would have thought it was opening. I'm pretty sure I saw it on opening night. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I've had problems for trying to see uh, the first Black Panther and um, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom for some reason. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but and uh, this leads into the Fast and Furious budget. Because that's blown up to 340 million, which is ridiculous for Fast and Furious. The last one cost 250 million, by the way. Yeah. Um, Fast Nine. Give them, give them all the money you need. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go hard or go home, baby. It's hey, just this is the end until the Dominic Toretto prequel film. All right. That's still a mental statement that he made. You know, like nah, we need it. We don't, though, do we? We don't need it. No. You know, like. They said, like, Michelle Rodriguez said she wants to do it like a, like a movie with, like, all the female cast. I'm like, I don't even think that's a good idea. Like, like, I understand the logic. I understand why she wants to make it. But, like, that market isn't going to do, like, isn't going to eat that up, right? You know? Hey, I'm, 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 I, we'd watch it. We'd watch an heartbeat. But, yeah. like, you know. It's you not ideal. Would. Please excuse yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd watch anything. We could watch, like, Dominic Toretto take a poop and we'd watch it. Like, you know, and we'd say how funny it, it was. It would. It would be so much fun. 
Yeah, but it's like 340 million. I think that's ridiculous for the Fast and Furious 10. No, it's not, mate. You like, know, probably... everything, we're getting everything. Maybe that we actually, oh my goodness. What? So you know the rumors about the time travel, okay? Mm. You know, he's always said they want anymore. Are they not just facts now? Uh, very much. They're not confirmed. But what he has (laughs) always said is that one day we'll see dinosaurs in Fast and Furious. No. Maybe the budget is for CGI dinosaurs. Imagine. Oh, mate, nothing's Mm. off the table. Nothing's off the table. This is sixty million dollars less than Avatar Two, mate. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. It's happening, boys. I'm Vin's uh... supposed to be an Avatar Two. Sorry. Vin's also supposed to be an Avatar, right? Oh, he is confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's where he got the inspo. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's. Oh, it's... maybe. Aren't we due a trailer for Fast Ten? By now, like, it comes out in, like May, right? We'll hey. do a trailer. Hey, just let it happen. <laughs> Naturally. Um, I might even go and see this film, just for you guys, because it sounds absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, just for and a laugh. It's huh? going to be crazy. Fast in your hmm. seatbelts, mate. Exactly. I'll boo when the rock shows up on screen. Very Larson's in it, so... Oh god, yeah, like that means uh, it's gonna get boycotted. Here we go. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, um That's it, that's the show. Mm-hmm. We're definitely not gonna go talk about Andor now. No. Uh, we didn't say that earlier at all. No. But yeah. Say goodbye. Bye everyone. To the loop. Arabia with enthusiasm. Like this? Yeah. Crippia with enthusiasm.